I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. We're back in the Critter Shed. This week we have... A slightly different program, and I sort of see it as a bit of a memoriam. Yeah, slightly down, slightly downer. But um, yeah, so to get into it, I, I was working with the Herpetological Society on a site out in Tala to try and encourage amphibians and biodiversity into an area by increasing the wetlands, basically putting in ponds. So I came across this site about a year ago, roughly which was an old dumping ground for silt and rubble that had naturally rewilded itself and became a wetland. And of course, I was delighted because it's great to see nature coming back and taking over a place. I went to the council that I've been working with and I notified them about the potential of this place and how there were protected species already living in it. And they were very, very happy and seemed to be moving forward with us in getting it not only protected, but kind of aesthetically more pleasing putting boardwalks in so people can walk and mm. have a look and gain access because mm. it was quite muddy and you were down there with me it yeah, was quite yeah. wild um, to get in there but unfortunately there was some mix up in the council between the engineering section well this is what I'm assuming happened we've yet to really fully f- find out but as of now it seems like there was a mix up between the engineering department and the, the heritage department and Long and short of it is that a lot of silt was dumped on that wetlands. So when I came across, I was quite devastated and upset and I kicked up a bit of a fuss, which, you know, ended up being brought up in our parliament. You know, it it goes to show how much people really cared Mm. because it did kick off. It was in the national news and even in the UK. There is an ongoing investigation happening. We're going to hopefully get some good out of that. And while that's going on, uh, what we wanted to do was you and I actually visited the wetlands with a couple of other people. One of them was an ecologist by the name of Evan Gochran. Yes. And we were looking at bats and we'd like to present this as it's a bit of a memorial to it and hopefully it might be restored. It's a testament to what it was, I suppose. It's a testament of what happens when you leave nature alone and mm, even in an yeah. urban area and how, how beautiful it can get over a decade and just become like a little oasis. Mm. But yeah, um, it's been a pretty negative experience for me. 
so I suppose it's nice just to listen to the the good times, the yeah. nice the nice times when we were down there, just enjoying the wildlife. And as I said, we're going to be positive and move on to other projects and try and afford them better protection. And I think if anything good has come from this whole incident, I think there will be uh, thought put into any process of dumping silts from now on nationwide. And Fantastic. So we hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, enjoy our once beautiful wetlands. We're in Tala, as you can probably hear with all the traffic. Tala is a suburban area just outside of Dublin city centre. Up and coming. There's a couple of hundred thousand in it. Right. Really exploding that complex going up everywhere which used to be all farmland this place would have been yeah so you've got a big stadium here beside you have a little park and running through the park is a stream called the Whitestown stream which is uh, a green belt that feeds right into the housing estates and because it's a stream obviously they can't build too close to it so that allows bushes and trees and all sorts of shrubbery to grow and that gives a little path for animals to walk through and gives them a little bit of um, habitat that's left. And that stream also, we can cross over now, that stream also links a couple of parks, which is what we're trying to do, is to link up all the public parks so wild animals can move from the Dublin mountains down right into the city, right into the parks, and it gives them the opportunity to have some breeding space. They're not just caught in one park and can't move on to another one. This particular area has a wild spot in the park that was never pruned or managed. And nature being the wonderful beast that she is, it's been completely taken over by willows and ivies and irises and wildflowers. And it's amazing, an amazing sight. So we're kind of working with the council now at the moment, and that's why we're up here tonight, is to see what animals are here and what we can do to protect them. We're actually sort of at the foothills of the uh, Dublin Mountains, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, that's it, yeah. You can see it's all the swamp as well. Yeah. So we're going to be even, um, uh, who we met before, talking about badgers, yeah. and she's got a bat detector, and she's going to help us see if we can find bats here tonight, because that's what we're targeting. So welcome to the critter. Shed's first bat hunt. <laughs> Cue Batman music. <laughs> so we're passing by now. We have sort of manicured grass on our right hand side. On our left, we have a pond. And then just beside the pond, it does look quite wild. Yeah, so that's the place that's been let go. Has. Let go back to nature, you mean? Yeah, and it's doing its own thing, and it's really it's really excellent. It's great to see. If you walk up here now, you're going to see all the, the different little wet spots where the frogs are breeding. There's newts in there. We saw eels in the big pond. Wow. So, yeah, it's mad. If you just uh, let things alone, sometimes it's the best form yeah. of conservation is just to leave it. And that's a lovely smell of pond. And all the dancing flies. Yeah, it's brilliant. So hopefully they'll be enticing bats into that's our vicinity. Hoping. Yeah, that's what we're really hoping for. Even that smell of the pond is gorgeous. It's beautiful. It takes me right back to being a kid. 
that tadpole mucky smell <laughs> that my mother hated. <laughs> Dragging mud into the house. So it's quite marshy, so yep. a bit of bog going on here. So you're kneeling down into grass that has uh, that, a very boggy area. A tadpole! Wow, you just picked up a tadpole in your hand. Straight away. They're Jesus, everywhere yeah. here. And there's all sorts of diving beetles and all sorts of great little bits of bogs and stuff. So this looks like? just looks like flooded yeah. ground and it's just full of life. Yeah. If you're walking past this, you wouldn't think much of it, but it's just a puddle, but it is crawling with life. You can see all the teddies moving around in there. There's newts in here. The adult frogs are moving around as well at night. It's really cool. You can see all the um, the lovely irises are coming up. Mm. So in front of us we have mounds of earth yep. and nettles and what are those beautiful yellow things? Rape seeds, the oh, wild right. one. Yeah, and uh, the irises. Willows. Willows, yeah, yeah, beautiful. Very, very rich. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. And that brings us then to the subject of um, quote unquote weeds. So what we're looking at is what we would have gotten rid of when we were kids, nettles and stuff, but actually that's really vital for 100%. caterpillars and all sorts yes. of things. Yeah, so all your all your um your invertebrate life will love that kind of stuff to munch on. There's a lot of butterflies that will specifically live off nettles and, yeah. and, and some of the weeds that we have here. So look at the midges. Yeah. Midges. Yeah. Lots of them. So yeah, it's uh this is a great spot. Mm. I'm going to give Eve a ring and see where she is and, yeah. and get this this ball rolling. Because I don't know. So I've just popped away for a walk while Collie goes and calls even to see uh, if she can find her way here. And I'm looking up at the sky and right above my head there are just plumes and plumes of midges. And all types of dancing flies just swirling in the evening. And it's a long time since I've seen anything this rich in Dublin. God, it's amazing. Did you see an eel? I videoed it. I actually caught it on video. Did you? Which is brilliant, yeah. So say that again. You, did I you see an eel? This pond is... Um, the stream I was talking about earlier on that runs right into... Obviously into the sea. Well has obviously brought some eels up eels are amazing make these amazing journeys to the Sargasso Sea to spawn and then the elvers come back on the uh, the currents back into the streams where they came from up into hills and mountains and they find ponds exactly like this pond here which is right beside the stream mm. and I got an eel on video here the other morning when I was down doing yeah. the survey it's about 3 foot long so wow. that means it's probably about between 10 and 20 years old really they stay that long in the in the area and it was feeding up around here so wow. that's a critically endangered animal wow European ale yeah. they're protected obviously and it puts another string in the bow as to trying to get an area like this protected you know yeah I've just been standing over there by the stream have you heard the wildlife <laughs> yeah mm. and the amount of flies just, just floating around yeah. in the, this amazing plume of flies well, that's hopefully, I haven't seen gonna, that in ages we're going to hear some bats ticking on our bat detectors and see how many we can uh, if those flies will draw them in yeah the two of them are just mated I just saw two mating flies? yep oh yeah look at, look at how many there are like millions when was the last time you saw so many? I know especially in oh. a well look, look two mating there look oh very cool there you go done wow quicker Incredible. than me <laughs> <laughs> 
Here's I my think I see Batman. lady. Yes. Cue the Batman music again. Na 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 na. Even. <laughs> Well, you've got something cool yeah. in your hand there, even. Uh, yeah, so this is um, an echo meter, which is a batch detector that you can plug into your phone. Brilliant. And what it does is, it's quite handy. Yeah. I go ahead. It has a, a nice auto ID feature. Ah. So you can select which country you're in and select which bats are likely to be around. And uh, it will tell you if what it's picking up is one of those. Uh, different species have different signatures, yeah. um, acoustic signatures that you can actually see. Yeah. Um, so it'll do that as well. So um, we're looking with this, but I also have two old school detectors as well, so we can get those out in a minute. So what what area do you think would likely to have bats? So Leislers, which are the ones that come out the earliest, tend to hunt over open ground. Okay. So we're likely, if we pick them up at all, to sort of get them flying by. Mm-hmm. They may, they may actually um, forage over the grassy areas here and you'd expect to see them quite high in the sky and they come out quite early and oftentimes people don't even realise they're looking at bats because they look like, you know, swallows swooping around after the insects but they're actually bats, it's really cool um, and they're our largest bat as well so they're quite sizeable as far as bats go so we might actually get to see those as yeah. well as hear them and then after that we'll start to get the other species hopefully which would forage around this area because we've got a lot of tree line and hedgerow. Oh, we've got bats. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. Okay. Oh, we can see them. There we go. Look. Ah, oh, you see one there. So cool. So, like, it's still it's still daylight. Yeah. And we're seeing them. It's over here. He's coming along the the hedge. The There's one there. There's one there. Oh my god. Oh, beautiful. Magic. Oh, here he is. I always thought the bats came out after dark. So you learn something new every day. Mm. These are the earliest ones that emerge. So they generally come out about a good time to get them. Sorry, just what be- species is this again? This is the Leislers, Leislers, Leislers okay. bat. And they'll come out before sunset now. It's just gone sunset. Yeah. But they will forage in kind of over open areas. Um, and they're the first ones that you'll see. So all those midgets we saw earlier on, the hundreds and thousands of flies are getting milled Nond. out of it now. Well, a couple of them got the ride before they got eaten so <laughs> they went out on a high now well you know that's all that's all you want out of life really isn't it pretty much yeah i love seeing bats there goes again like apart from the uh the traffic noise you'd swear you're in the middle of the countryside here there we go there it is over there see Hello. he's not call- he mustn't be calling because lizards are really loud and you yeah. pick them up right, over okay. a long distance and I'm not picking up them up on either detector that I have. That's strange. Yeah, so he's just flying around. Maybe he can still see somewhat in the dusk. Mm, yeah, because they're not and blind. Not that's that's, that's a, a myth. A myth, yeah. Do you want to head over there to where he's yeah. flying around? Yeah. We might get him. Okay, yeah, that's okay. good. Look at the ground here. Yeah. It looks like the boring. It does, actually. It's like paving. You can hear the crunch of plastic bottles in there, too. 
be exactly that can be taken out yeah <laughs> whoops i'm just concentrating on not breaking my my neck it's quite um okay here we go now that is a pipstra is it yeah so two species of bats is a pipistra small yeah. yes the lysler is about the size of your palm short ways if you know what I mean mm-hmm. so all five digits wide yeah. and then your pips will be smaller they'll be like three to four that's body length and where would they be nesting now in local area in trees trees yeah along the trees ivies and stuff or- there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping and that extends to their outdoor collection their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware weather ready teak and quick dry foam cushions for Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For um, people's buildings, cool. attics. Flat that's, roofs. Yeah, that's mad. There we go. Oh, my God, too. Oh, flying right over. And that's their sand you're picking up? Yeah, that is magic. You see those little tick marks yeah. on the sonogram? That is the call signature. Ah. Just goes to show. And that's telling us there it's the common pipistrelle. Ah, oh, right. That's a great catcher on your phone. Yeah. The noise of that. That's yeah. amazing. So I reckon the lizer that we picked up earlier must have been far away because it was very faint. Oh. There we go. Look at him go. Look at that. There's a lot of uh, horse flies going around that are going to get nailed. Mm-hmm. Ooh, right behind us. Really goes to show. Look at this small little patch, how important it is for these. And look what we're looking at. Like, urban. It's great. Urban yeah. crappy stuff. And here we are with these beautiful animals. But there's room for everybody. Yeah, totally. Just give them the space. Yeah. You scared them away, Colin. Oh no, look, they're going back to where we just came from. And <laughs> <laughs> the world came up with the back detector. I must look that up. That's a great invention, isn't it? Mm-hmm. God, the if they made, if they made a frog detector, my life would be a lot handier, <laughs> I swear to God. 
It's getting much darker now. Yeah. Still the last few minutes of twilight. It's the gloaming. Yes. The gloaming. I love that word. How, the gloaming. How, fill me in, how many species of bats do we have in Ireland? We have nine species mm. of bat wow. in Ireland. Now, please don't ask me to name them all because no, I know no I'll way. forget them. So the Lysers, the common pipistrelle, the soprano pipistrelle, the Daubenton's bat. But nine we species. have actually something that we have which is really, really cool, but not in this part of the country, is the um, lesser horseshoe bat. Oh, oh yeah. Cool. And that's... Um, Really in the west, aren't yeah, they? a few isolated populations down on the west coast, cool. and they are absolutely amazing little bats. They're the very typical ones that you know you associate with vampires. They oh, wrap their yeah, wings yeah. around their bodies and they hang upside down. So we've got to see two species here already. Yeah, that's brilliant. And they all come out at different times of night and have different habits and habitats. Different, different habitats, different I guess things that they forage on, different places that they like to roost. Brilliant. Um, so the brown long-eared bat would be a big fan of kind of like old churches oh, and right. the like. We, we do emergence counts of them coming out of old churches and, and the roofs. Oh, so you're of, sitting watching them coming out. Yeah. That's brilliant. They're quite hard to pick up on a detector because they're really quiet. Quiet, all right. I love learning about the evolutionary wars between... Uh, Moths and bats, mm. and how the moths can detect the echoes, drop out of the sky, scramble the signal, scramble the signal. Yeah. brilliant, all these different things. I have to say, that's that's after getting my blood flowing now, really, really cool. <laughs> With these little wet patches that you have around the place, it's great for invertebrate life, which is in turn Incredible. great for the bats and birds. Well, I counted 15 different species of spider on the ground the other day <laughs> alone. So you had like, and, and some of them are kind of ones that would be quite unusual as well, especially in a place like in the middle of an urban mm. city area. So they're either here for a long time or more than likely they ballooned in. They just came in on their own. So Ballooning when they're small, when they're young and they're they, young, they, they put they out a... They use their silk to get around, yeah. So They put out a thread of silk and the wind blows them. That's it. Yeah, so we're going to head down to a patch of water to see what we can hear and maybe see. This is quite precarious um, stepping over these mounds of very rich growth because uh, we don't know where the holes are. So we're back at the pond. We're back at the big pond. You're shining your torch in to see what you can see. So at night, what we're doing is this is lamping. Mm-hmm. It's lamping the water to see what's in here. Obviously, a lot of creatures, pond creatures, will want to stay hidden and out of sight during the brightness of daytime. Mm-hmm. Herons are not um, their favourite animal, so and they would hunt. They're diurnal, so they'd only hunt during the day. So mm-hmm. at night time, you're going to catch a lot of newts and eels and stuff. So God, I love to see an eel. Well, that's what I'm trying to find for you. We may get some luck. We'll see. It's gone quiet on the back front. But, mm-hmm. but I tell you one thing, it's not quiet on the midgy front because I'm getting eaten alive. Are you getting eaten? <laughs> They're not touching me. Do you know, because my, al- my blood is like 90% alcohol. <laughs> oh, look at, look at this. Wow, loads of life in there. So we just leaned into a very shallow area. You're shining your torch. And there's tiny little insects just milling around the place. So these are water boatmen. They're ah. very small species of them. There's Daphne in here. Mm-hmm. We've got these wriggly worms here, which are the blood worms. 
which are kind of bases of a lot of the f- food chain on yeah. the top there you can see that thing walking on the water can you make them out i can see it yeah yeah so that's one of the water skimmers as well so what a little in what in like three inches of water three inches of water within three inches squared mm-hmm. we've seen all these animals tons of life so in this there. is this is actually a dugout pit made by the council for flood protection mm-hmm. so you see the two pipes behind me yeah if the stream that we were talking about earlier on if that becomes too uh, saturated the water from it will just come in here as opposed to going into people's gardens and this will fill up and mm. it can fill quite high you can see how high it's been built up so it will take in an awful lot of water and yeah it was put in about 20 years ago and look at it crawling with life it is <laughs> amazing opportunity for animals to arrive and they do More pips, so more common pips and lyslers, which we also got earlier as well. So still just the two species, okay. but still. Are all species of bat protected? Yes, absolutely. So that's why if you're, you know, if you have them in your attic or in your building and you want to get rid of them, it's not necessarily a problem to get rid of them, but you just have to contact National Parks and Wildlife and they'll assist you with that because right. you need a license to interfere with the bat roost and what they'll do is they'll make sure that the bats aren't actually roosting in there at the time before they exclude them and then they might do things like mitigate with bat boxes that are nearby so give them alternative places to go and mm. um, so you know it can it's it's an issue that can be managed god i'd love to have bats roosting in i my... know but i believe i believe it stinks though <laughs> oh, really? after a while the accumulation okay. of the old bat shit is not so nice you know <laughs> right so it's still not quite dark, no, but it's really getting there. It'll take a long time before yeah. it gets completely dark now. Oh, there we go. Flew right in front of us. Oh, so that will be Soprano. Soprano. Come back. Are they the small, smaller ones? They physically don't look necessarily any different to the common pipistrels, but they echolocate at a slightly different frequency. So at a higher frequency, hence Soprano. Three species. Ran, Amazing. It flew, ran. It flew right in front of us as well. <laughs> ran right in front of us. Um, the lesser known running back. <laughs> That's brilliant. I really am happy that the road lights are not very bright. It's, but it's perfect. It's an absolutely perfect habitat. It's just in the right area for whatever reason for a lot yeah. of animals to do really well. And if you if you're looking at this pond, so there's two ponds parallel to each other. Mm-hmm. There's a large one that's an ornamental one for ducks, and I'm after popping my torch in there, and there's nothing. Right. You pop your torch in there, and it's teeming with life, because one is heavily managed, mm-hmm. and one is left alone. Managed meaning. Just because they have to keep it dredged and cleaned okay. out, and it will get drained every so often for for, for their moving plants. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of um, it does a lot of duck life and people throwing in bread and stuff, and it's just it's just crap habitat. Mm. Terrible water as well. Yeah. Uh, on a sidebar, don't give bread to ducks no. ever. <laughs> don't give bread to birds. Full stop. Yep. That's a great result. As we said, we're coming up here to try and establish how many animals are here adding more and more to our list more reason to protect the area mm. it just adds to the armory of defending the place as a natural habitat and that's what you got to do if you have a local area that you want to protect find out what's there talk to your local environmentalists any group that you can get involved in get them down be proactive rather than reactive yeah. don't give out about something after it's getting flattened try and protect it before it gets flattened I reckon if we go down to the water, the water. Yeah. we'll have a look we'll and see if there's dogs.
All right, so we're so standing you, on the bridge, a lot of activity. Standing on the bridge, there's a lot of activity. You've got a nice bit of smooth water here, downstream from that kind of weir. Uh, you've got a line of trees along the waterway. You've got that lovely big line of hedgerows connecting to it as well. So it's a nice little um, confluence of features that are ideal for hunting. So we're looking at your screen again and we're mm. seeing the activity and I'm seeing audio signatures just zooming across the top of the screen. What you're seeing, this here is the waterfall in the background. Yeah. Those peaks mm-hmm. are us speaking. Okay. Um, and then hopefully when we get another bat pass you'll see and hear what it sounds like. Of course, not what it sounds like in reality, it's what we can convert it into into a frequency that we can hear. Um, apparently, uh, younger people, mm-hmm. children and young adults, can, can I, hear I, that. I can hear clicks at you night. You must have really, I, really I good... I can hear clicks, I do, genuinely, especially if I'm out fishing, and you can hear the odd... Yeah. Very, very See, faint. for an owl lad, you have really good hearing. That's it. And <laughs> a figure to match it. <laughs> but, <laughs> and modesty, hashtag, modesty too. Hashtag humble. <laughs> Isn't it? So, three, three species of bat in this area. Yeah. Um... There we go. Oh, here we go. So you can see the way it's like, come back. Common pipistrelle again. Wow. Can you smell that water, how bad it is? No. Really bad. That's really bad water. So So you've got great smell and great hearing. There's an industrial estate just up beyond here. I have a large nose. (laughs) (laughs) There's an industrial estate just beyond here and all the effluent that comes in off all the, the spraying and cars and oil goes directly into the river and comes along. It's so interesting to get the water quality tested though because I mean... crap, we've already done it. Have you? Yeah. Because, but there's still a lot of life. Like there's, 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 there's sticklebacks. If you do uh, kick surveys, there's yeah. no, no invertebrates. Really? No. So stickleback fish will live anywhere. Right, They're okay. really bad. There's, Kick surveys is basically putting over stones in the river. You've got your bats foraging on insects around yeah, here. You've got your true. heron. Oh, wow. That's so cool. There he is. Ah. Is that feeding? The little buzz. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's saying we got an Althusius pip, but I don't know if... Is that another species? E- now, don't get excited. Oh, Sometimes it picks up things that it thinks are a bat. That's why you have to kind of rely on yeah. what it looks like as well. And you can't just go, oh, that's exactly what it was. No, you yeah. see, that was just... Yeah, yeah. Something that it thought might have been a bat, but it actually wasn't. Could it pick up some fella farting in the bush across the well, way? this is this. <laughs> <laughs> some old alcohol. <laughs> I'm going to suggest, by the way, that we hit the road fairly quickly. Yeah. Because... We're in a parking tala. We are in a parking tala. <laughs> But that was great. Yeah. That was yeah, really, really good. really good. So you're feeling good, Colleen. I feel great. I feel great. I mean, like, a, a month ago when I came across this place, I thought, this is awesome. And then immediately thought, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to get flattened. But having talked to local uh, heritage officers in the council who are very cool and enthusiastic environmentalists and having surveyed a bit myself with the amphibians, found them here, found the eel, found some cool spiders now we're even here we're after finding these three species of bat that's a really really good start I mean that's an amazing start so who wants a football pitch over that you know what I mean seriously and who would justify it yeah
went over our heads. Oh my God! <laughs> just to say goodbye. Look at him. Ah, he's just gone he's over us again. again. Wow. That's like a mad omen. Right, right off the main road. Yeah, that's it. Not a bother. I have to say that listening back to that recording there makes me feel really, really sad now to think that almost everything that we saw and walked on that night has been essentially buried alive under a metre and a half of silt. But anyway, there's an investigation ongoing and hopefully lessons will be learned and maybe we'll be able to stop stuff like this happening in the future. Anyway, on a positive note, Colleen and I would like to let you know that we're now part of the Warren Network. So what's the Warren? Well, it's a brand new network of really innovative, beautifully produced Irish podcasts. And you'll still find The Critter Shed in all the usual places. But you can also hop along to thewarren.ie and check out our fellow podcasters down in the boroughs. Fancy a trip down a rabbit hole with a difference? Join us in the Warren. A Warren is a network of interconnecting rabbit burrows. The Warren is a podcast network and home to the most remarkable and innovative podcasts in Ireland. Podcasts like Petrified, How to Be Sound, The Critter Shed, Meet Your Maker, Science Drops, and The Dublin Story Slam. We're a group of Irish podcasters passionate about stories. And Ireland's soil is rich in stories. Which is why we've made our home here. The Warren. The home of great Irish podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.